Welcome to the 12th episode of the Etheric Update for April 2023. For those of you who are new to listening in, is how this works is each month I work with my team of celestial guides to reach forward, around, and through the time-space continuum, it's quite fun, (laughs) to bring you some insights for the month ahead. As they are delivered to me, I then lovingly gestate these themes and deliver them to you in a way that will enable you to enact and enliven these themes in your life. One of my big um, encouragements for the community and for clients is to remember that you are always in choice. Our free will is one of our most powerful tools that we have, and there is no one right answer. This information is just a way to engage with yourself your soul, your spirit, your beautiful body in new ways that may just open up your life to new possibilities. So just listen in, feel into what's being delivered, and then use this powerful tool, your mind, your body, your soul, to decide and discern what feels right and best for you. As I shared, Sir 12th episode, April 2023, and as you know, March was an incredibly pivotal month for the energy shifts moving forward. It was the three-year anniversary of the lockdowns and all of the chaos that ensued afterwards. So moving through this incredible turmoil, chaos, and continued energy of polarity, really ignited the fire within the hearts of an incredible number of humans on earth. This is the gift of chaos, as difficult as it was for so many of us to move through that. Whenever chaos arises, it is an opportunity to look ahead and see what new possibilities will arise from the ash. So when we talk about the fire within our hearts being ignited, We really have an opportunity to look forward and realize our agency and free will as we begin to grow not only as an individual, but in our collective community as well. So April is our entry point to a new era of radical responsibility and co-creation. We are no longer allowed to be complacent or apathetic in our process of navigating our own fates and destinies. It is a big ask to walk in faith and in love. So last month, we invited in a couple of new concepts. One was recognizing and embracing the earth as a spiritual realm and cultivating ourselves, our bodies, our souls as a tender and boundaried vessel. That as tender as we are, we also must have um, the strength, standards, values, ethics, morals, and boundaries, healthy boundaries that allow us to be as soft and tender and open-hearted as we really need to be. This was all in preparation for this month. All of the themes this month require an incredible amount of heart energy. And this is the kind of energy that must be resourced directly through the self, directly through relationship with others, and through our relationship with Source, God, and the universe. We spend as much time in prayer and devotion as we do in thinking and and anxiety. Our nervous systems are asking, are begging to be recognized for the sensitive 
spiritual receivers of light that they are. And so it is. So let's dive into this month's themes. We have just three powerful themes this month um, that are emerging on the back of all the work that we've been doing this past year. And I thank all of you who've been in this beautiful community and following along with the etheric updates because as you know and we share like the more that we each grow our own consciousness that we each grow our own capacity to do inner work as we each grow our own capacity to show up with open hearts this ripples out into the world in incredible ways just within your local community so one of the big themes emerging for this month is disengaging from more energy and we see this on the macro and the micro level the war energy that we see as portrayed on TV or in the media is apparent war energy. We can see with all of the, um, let's say, warmongers beating the drums of Ukraine, Russia, China, U.S., you know, we don't even need to go into all of that. But war energy also plays out in smaller ways as well, whether it be a rift in the family structure or in your relationship or even regarding unkindness and warring within the self. When you see uh, when you see or hear negative self-talk, this can be a war within the self. So we begin to recognize that the war energy has a time and a place in history and that time is coming to a close. And here's some of you asking when, when is that coming to a close? It's been going on far too long. And the answer is that that depends. That depends when we say enough is enough when we stand up to corruption, when we stand up to base energies, when we um, no longer are in accord with governments profiting off the back of its own people dying through unjust means, conflicts, wars. When we look at the pretense behind wars and conflicts, because this has become so ingrained in not only our cultural identity, and I would say I'm an American woman, but through many cultures, throughout many time frames, at many points in histories, war has been a standard of problem and conflict resolution. So when we look at the pretense behind wars and conflicts, again, these can be internally within a country or within a group of citizens, whether righteous or otherwise, one side, let's just acknowledge this, one side always, both sides always think they're righteous. So we need to check that knee-jerk reaction of righteousness and really start to see, is this war serving our higher self? Is it serving the collective? What payoff am I getting from feeling righteous? And very rarely, if ever, you know, I can't see through all of time and space, but very rarely, if ever, I would bet on the side of never, have teenagers killing other teenagers ever solved any of the world's problems? We have been gifted with incredible minds, incredible hearts, incredible bodies, and we so often treat them as though they are worthless, that they are to be tossed out with the trash. And I can hear doubt arising from some of you listening. And let's be clear, this ceasing of war probably will not happen in my lifetime or even within the next generation, but we must hold a clear and beautiful idea that it is possible. And if your fear or cynicism or self-righteousness is arising, 
take a pause and ask yourself, what is your investment in war energy? Because we all have one, myself included. Does it make you feel valid? Does it reinforce decisions you may be doubting as for the best? Is the truth behind the veil too, too ugly and profane to even consider digesting? I'm of the generation, you know, we lived through 9-11 and in intimate ways, our investment is that this, the wars that ensued afterward were self-righteous wars, you know, that we were on the righteous side, that we were bringing peace, that we were vindicated and righting the wrongs. And I'm not here to debate whether that's correct or incorrect, because we could debate that and see all sides of it and see some of the beautiful arisings that happened and some of the devastating arisings that happened. But the reality is violence begets violence begets violence and that it never ends until restraint, wisdom, and heart are restored to our daily interactions. Our daily interactions. There are times when standing for sacredness and sovereignty will lead to violence. Through, in, uh, We've talked before about the archetypes of victim and perpetrator. And this is where we get into the messy space because these are all archetypes that live within each one of our um, incarnations and embodiment. There have been points in all our life where we have been victim. There have been points in all of our life where we have been perpetrator. And to what degree varies based on our karma and dharma. So this is the karma for so many of us to live out the roles of victim and perpetrator until we say stop. Enough is enough. I am well and you are loved. I am well and you are loved. Now, since we are in a liminal space where war continues on, we see it happening day in and day out. We must talk reality and practicality. And warrior energy can be an incredibly powerful um, tool when directed properly and with wisdom. But it is not to be sustained. Our greatest gift and challenge of the lifetimes ahead is to put down the burden of war and allow ourselves to live in love and abundance. This is our natural state that our bodies, our minds, our souls are screaming out for. Our nervous systems can no longer operate in the ways that they've been operating. So the healing in all of this. The healing comes not through increased fighting, but through intentional disengagement and non-acceptance. Not feeding the beast, so to say. But that is not to say that if part of your dharma and your karma is being at the front line to be a peaceful and present activist, continue that forward. But understand on a deep and conscious level that there is interplay with this polarity of war energy. The energy of the righteous warrior is incredibly powerful, but must be yielded wisely and with restraint. And you can see this reflected. This is why, as you know, like I'm such a dedicated yoga practitioner, um, because you can see um, in asana practice, the warrior asana is such an incredibly powerful um, stance to take. And there's so many variations on that warrior. And that's what we have to learn to engender as we move forward, as we begin to move the window on what we're willing to accept and not accept in war energy. 
you know, we have the humble warrior, the peaceful warrior, the flying warrior, the courageous warrior, the fierce warrior. And war energy is dispersed in big and small ways, but ultimately it begins with self-love and cultivation where we don't need to lash out at those around us when we're feeling fearful or anxious. We plant the seeds of love within ourselves. By resourcing and loving ourselves. we begin to move out of a space of control. Again, whether right or wrong, whether righteous or not righteous, where we don't need to impress or imprint our worldview onto another, and we honor their experience in the process. We honor ourselves and we honor our neighbor as ourself. We also have to ask ourselves the hard questions about what our individual role in complacency and compliance was when faced with adversity. Did we engender and feed the energy of the conflict, or did we stand for sacredness and sovereignty of life? How are our actions and inactions impacting those we love? and the world around us. Through our actions, are we engendering peace or are we engendering separation? These are all beautiful points for reflection. If this is one of the themes that's speaking to you, you know I always give you a mantra just to help recalibrate the nervous system, to recalibrate your threshold for processing. And the mantra for this is, I am one in my heart with my brothers and sisters on earth. That doesn't mean a select number of brothers and sisters. That means all of my brothers and sisters on earth. I am one in my heart with my brothers and sisters on earth. And this is how we begin. Just the seed of disengaging from that war energy. And once we disengage, as we begin to disengage as a collective and a society from war energy, we have to talk about rebuilding faith in our community. After polarizing years, as you know, we've been in polarizing years my entire almost 40 years here on Earth. But the past three years especially were a culmination of polarization that are giving us a rise to new possibilities new acceptance, new love, new self-love, new faith. How do we offer our faith, not only to God, but to ourself, and most importantly, to our community around us? So the second theme emerging for this month is rebuilding faith and community. And when we talk about faith, we have to understand what is faith. Faith is continuing forward with love of God, with love of self, with confidence in our innate knowing. Faith does not require proof of works or justification, and this cuts both ways. This again is going to make some of my righteous warriors listening in uncomfortable, but this is one of the key cornerstones of how we will need to work together to dismantle the current architecture of war. It is embedded in our society, and we have to build trust in one another without asking for proof, validation, or justification. This means during difficult conversations, difficult negotiations, we cultivate an, an incredibly strong heart field, an incredibly powerful intellect, so that we can show up for ourselves. This is an incredible responsibility to take on, 
and one that must be practiced, not perfected. If you get to perfection, let me know. I'm listening. I'm all ears. I'd love to learn. But practice showing up with an innocent heart and a tender mind to practice. And it is through practice of faith, through practice of devotion, that we find healing and knowing of ourselves as good enough, as righteous enough, as loved enough in our perfect imperfection. So the healing. My advice in rebuilding faith is small and simple. Have a curious heart and mind when you engage and interact with others. Don't uphold your truth as the only truth, because truth be told, only God has all the answers. Begin to look at life as an exploration and cultivation, a way to move in more love, tenderness, and openness. Devote yourself to art and beauty. So many people are using nummy activities to cope, from drinking to overeating to watching TV or overuse of social media. I something I like to do, I like to pretend it was 100, 200 years ago. How am I going to build community in that way? What am I going to do for enjoyment if I don't have access to computers and phones and television? Will it be through art? Will it be through good works? Will it be through religious practice? Will it be through um, business interactions in the local community? And how can we use our ancestral knowledge to guide us forward? Another beautiful aspect of building faith in community is devoting yourself to a spiritual practice. And again, there's no one right answer. Whatever feels good and aligned for you. One that helps ease the burden on your heart, your mind, and your body. This can look like prayer, devotional movement, chanting, rituals, time in nature. The connection you grow to God is one that will never fail you when you walk in the faith of knowing. There will be suffering, but there will also be grace and redemption. A reckoning of knowing just how loved you are. And if this is a theme that's resonating for you, that feels good to enact in your daily life, the mantra, I walk in faith knowing I am cared for. I am whole in myself. I walk in faith knowing that I am cared for. I am whole in myself. A beautiful affirmation, not only for yourself, but for the community around you. And moving in tenderness, I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted. I'm listening to these beautiful birds outside my window. I don't think you can hear them, but just a side note. It's like every morning I hear these beautiful birds outside my window and I'm sitting here recording and same thing. It's just chattering away and that springtime energy is just so alive right now. So with that said, that's actually a nice entree into our, our last theme about taking in pleasure and enjoyment. And this is something... If, if you've been following long enough, I, you know I'm guilty of. I tend to be a bit of a workhorse. So this is something that 
during this month is really priority number one for me is taking pleasure and enjoyment. Reclaiming all the abundance, pleasure, and enjoyment that is ours inherent. And when I checked in with my guides, they used this very specific verbiage of taking. Taking pleasure and enjoyment. Reclaiming. That is, so many of us have lost a deep connection to our innate intelligence our capacity for abundant love, that we must take back, reclaim our pleasure and enjoyment. Over the years with clients, and again, something I'm guilty of too, is is when we are constantly under-resourced or we've been working um, past our capacity, we lose our calibration to pleasure and enjoyment whether it be through um, physical activities that we enjoy, through physical touch and relationship, through making love, through spending time in nature, through feeling the sun on our skin, through enjoying the food that we eat. This is a big one for people. We don't take pleasure and enjoyment and nourishment from the food that we eat. We have to start small and rebuild that as a practice. So if that's something you're struggling with, you know, certainly reach out to me and that's something we can work on together. With the rise of social media, our pleasure and enjoyment have become so tied into transactions, um, little, little hits of dopamine transactions. But we have to realize that pleasure and enjoyment are not to be doled out as though we're at a casino looking for our next hit. But they are an inherent birthright that must be fed and grown and cultivated. Pleasure and joy can be accessed through the physical body, the etheric body, the spiritual body. We just have to allow it to be so. So the healing, taking back our pleasure and enjoyment. Very practically, we're going to talk very practical for this one. I recommend a low engagement morning to begin to drive a more, what we say, dopaminergic response to everyday stimuli. There was a time before iPhones, if we can all remember it, and it was in my adult life. So I try to go back. How did I wake up before that? I used an alarm clock. I've got an old-fashioned battery-powered alarm clock. My bedroom is a no-phone zone because we don't accidentally want to start scrolling and looking and then an hour has gone by and we could have been doing something that actually engenders pleasure and enjoyment in innate and deep ways within not only our physical body but our spiritual body. So what do we do first thing? Um, you know, back in the day we would wake up, we would shower, we would brush our teeth, we would eat and nourish ourselves. Might vary in different order for folks who have their routine different. Some people throw some exercise in there, prayer, meditation, reading, quiet contemplation. And I would recommend building a morning practice or routine, but stay off the phone until what we would say working hours, you know, where you have a very clear beginning and end to those hours so that you begin to recalibrate your body to a more authentic, more deep, more intentional understanding 
of pleasure and enjoyment. Take time to connect to your partner. Take time to connect to your children or relationship. So, build in time for these things. Build in time for relationship. Making time for your romantic partner. Do you have a special family meal time? A no phone zone where you connect with one another, hear about each other's day. Again, begin to take pleasure not only in your own successes, but the successes, the gifts, you know, the sufferings of those around you and how you will navigate those in relationship. Do you have a self-care ritual? It could take five minutes or you could build it up. It could take 30 minutes. One of mine, again, is after I bathe, I make sure I oil my body. I take care of my skin. That's a self-care ritual that's very important for me. Make sure, you know, the lymphatic drainage is moving, that the body is moving in the way that it needs to move. Do you have hobbies or art that enliven you? It could be pottery. It could be painting. It could be playing on a local sports team. And then do you even know what brings you pleasure and enjoyment? If you don't, again, let's have a larger conversation around that. Because that happens when someone is chronically under-resourced and undernourished. So if you have trouble accessing pleasure and joy, feel into what may be blocking it or where, where you may have been chronically under-resourced. And working with the physical body is a beautiful access point. Just simply cultivating sensation of what feels good and what may not feel good. Does the sun on your skin enliven you? Do the smell of flowers calm you? Does swimming in the ocean or lake bring you peace? How does your body experience pleasure? Even if you access pleasure and joy spiritually, it is often felt and reflected through your physical presence. The mantra, I take pleasure in the world around me. I take pleasure in the world around me. I dare you, walk down the street today and just say this to yourself. I take pleasure in the world around me and start to see what you notice different. Do you hear the birds singing? Do you notice a new tree that maybe you've just walked by a hundred times before? Do you notice how the earth feels under your feet? I take pleasure in the world around me. And so it is. April drives us forward into this most beautiful spring energy. It is a gift to see everything that's hibernated from the winter springing forth, arising in reclamation. And this is your opportunity as well to live a life of authenticity, of innate, perfect imperfection, of truly moving in love and faith and grace. You are an incredible gift to the world. I just want to thank you, as always, for listening in and being part of this community. And I want to share a couple programs coming up. There's going to be one space opening up each for Sacred Soul Sessions on April 15th and May 1st. 
um, we've got a beautiful free course at theetheric.com, so don't forget to register to empower your intuition. It's a basic course if you're looking to be more in touch with yourself and your inner sense and knowing. And then some exciting news. I know a lot of you have been following along, and I've partnered with Kate Strake, who's an incredible colleague and friend of mine who specializes in uh, intimacy coaching, and we are going to be launching a membership soon. So I'm excited to share news of that with you once everything gets going in the right direction. And this is going to be a low investment opportunity to be able to engage more deeply with the themes that we're presenting ahead, ask us direct questions, and then also uh, we'll give you practice and rituals so that you can begin the process of resetting your nervous system to recalibrate to this beautiful, ever-changing world around you. So with that said, a big thanks for listening in. And as you begin to follow the etheric update and we continue to co-create this beautiful community together in power, in knowing, and in beauty, if our discussion moved or resonated with you, make sure to share it with a friend. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. To stay up to date on workshops, events, programs, follow along on TikTok or Instagram at Catherine underscore etheric. And there is so much more to come with a big thanks for listening today. As you begin to follow the etheric update, we continue to co-create this beautiful community together in power, in knowing, and in beauty. If our discussion moved or resonated with you, make sure to share with a friend. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. To stay up to date on workshops, events, programs, follow along on TikTok or Instagram at Catherine underscore etheric. There's so much more to come, and we couldn't do it without you. Big love to you and to yours.